You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we bring you another Lost recap as we move through the six episodes that begin season three. We are here at the end of the part that you all want to get through. We are at the sixth episode of the third season. It's called I Do. And funnily enough, there's a wedding in this one. I would have never guessed. My name is Ben, and hey, you want to get it on? And my name is Noah, and I'm making tacos, and you better like them. I don't like tacos. I'm sorry. Don't do taco Tuesday. No, no, I like to do... um, uh, I, I don't know, another food that begins with a T. Um... <laughs> Tortillas? Oh, well, that's still Mexican. <laughs> still Mexican. Um, a turtle Ma- burger. Turtle burger Tuesday. Mmm, turtle burgers. Um, we are here to do... I'm, I'm waiting for Fish Biscuit Friday, actually. Um, yeah, we're finally here. Yay, the final part of this weird section of Lost in which everybody was locked into a room and basically held hostage until they came up with an end date, which uh, I'm assuming they did come up with this. is like Because there was about a 13-week gap, wasn't there, between this episode and next week's episode? No, not quite. This These six were in a response to Season 2's schedule being so over over all over the place. So they basically agreed they would have six episodes at the end of the year, then they would come back and have the rest of the episodes, and there would be no like week-long gaps and three-week gaps, and so it was basically an agreement to have all the episodes in a row because you can't really have gap weeks on a show like Lost. Um, uh, But it was around midway this season they came up with the ending. Right, okay then. I should should mention, based on the air dates that you're just saying, that this did air on November the 8th, 2006, and written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse and directed by Tucker Gates, good old Tucky Wucky. (laughs) Uh, Tucker Gates Tuesday, we'll call it that. Um, yeah, this is, I don't do Tucker Gates Tuesday. You don't do Tucker Gates Tuesday. Um, I mean, this is maybe the best or one of the most tolerable of the first six. Um, I didn't think this episode was too bad, but I know you don't like Kate. Well, you don't like Kate episodes, so I'm assuming you probably think this is still a bad episode. Well, yeah, I don't dislike Kate, but most Kate episodes are pretty garbage. And this is no exception. <laughs> if we were ranking based off the last five minutes of the episode, then it would be an absolute buy. But I have a lot of issues with this one. Um, many issues with this one. Uh, the least being the flashback. But uh, We'll get into it. I don't think this shines out in the first six any more than orientation or every man for himself well interesting i yeah i didn't mind this one it wasn't too bad but um yeah i i I noted down uh two potential top fives in this episode (laughs) so really yeah well sure there's at least one that you can probably think of but um but but, i'm drawing blank um potentially two but i guess uh we'll soon find out but um We should probably uh, get into this. I don't know. You're still laughing. <laughs> I just, I, I'm very excited to see what they will be because I never thought there would be a top five moment from I do. Um, 
Well, it's clearly this, when we meet one of those, TV's Nathan Fillion. I mean... That's, <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those episodes I call the... Is it over episode? Where you're looking at the clock and it's 16 minutes in. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Poor Kate. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm the Kate defender here. Poor old Kate. Um, or as we should we call her I Monica? I like their cage scene. Uh, <laughs> Monica. Monica. Now, this is where I think each flashback, they need a different name. Like one flashback, she's Phoebe. <laughs> uh, one, she's Monica. One, she's the other one. Rachel. The other one. Chandler. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. I love you, Joey. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Gunther. Uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd. Uh, <laughs> um, Tom Selleck. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme. Um, the Korean Netflix is very limited. Oh, right. It's Friends and Yun Jin Kim months. Lost. <laughs> Friends are lost. Um, well, we, as always, we kind of separated, I guess, into flashback and non-flashback and let's get Noah's favorite bit out of the way then. Cause, uh, we, we start off the episode this way anyway, but we've got Kate. She's, uh, well, we don't know it's Kate yet. I guess we hear a song and, uh, then we see a woman. Can I just, yes. I'm sorry to butt in so early, but I just, it needs to be said <laughs> off the front of this flashback. I'm not against a flashback being kind of unrelated. If it's a good story, if it's kind of exciting and adventurous, flashbacks don't always have to give us new information. But this flashback completely wastes the big guest star they've got. Like, he contributes... He has nothing good to work with at all. He's quite well known. There's nothing here for him. It's boring as all hell. It's completely pointless. One throwaway line... From Kate in season one about oh I was married and then we get this boring piece of shit <laughs> like to be honest I think this might be worse than Lock and the Drugs no at least that ha- at least it had a Breaking Bad lookalike in it <laughs> there's literally nothing in this episode uh, the acting from otherwise good actors is pretty garbage and I just again I'm not against the unrelated flashbacks but. This just contributes nothing and makes no use of any of the actors. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of, I, I think this serves, I mean, you said, you know, she was married once, she said that. So I guess kind of we're just purely seeing that. But I mean, at least they're trying something to relate back to something, whereas Locke just sold drugs, apparently. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put it out there. I'm not defending the drug episode at all. <laughs> But, come on. But, it, okay, if you had to rank, Locke lives on a drug farm, Kate gets married, or Jack gets <laughs> tattoos, uh, what's worse? You've just explained season three in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, this season might have arguably the best episode of Lost ever. So, how does that work? <laughs> Let's revisit that uh, rankings after episode nine. <laughs> What's the Juliet one that you hate in the future? Oh, the other woman. The other woman. Oh, right, okay. Season four. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, um, anyway, Kate's in a hotel. Um, there's a cop knocking on the door. Uh, we understand there might be someone really dangerous in this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm alone, officer. 
Um, and then basically we see TV's Nathan Fillion's at the door. Oh, there he is. Um, <laughs> we joke about like TV's this person, TV's that person, but it really is TV's Nathan. I saw him in a movie once. I think he was in Blast from the Past from memory. <laughs> was that a TV movie? <laughs> Brendan Fraser movie. Come on. Um, yeah. Like, uh, has he ever been in a blockbuster movie outside of um, Blast from the Past? Apparently he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Who's in Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Alien number three in the background or something? <laughs> Why is he in Lost? <laughs> <laughs> it just it just stands out so much, especially because he has nothing to do in this episode. Well, had he um had he done Firefly and Serenity at that point or? Well, this was two thousand seven. Oh so... yeah, no, he had Firefly two thousand two two thousand three. And what Serenity came out not long after two thousand five, so it was just after he'd done these. Um, is Nathan Fillion or Robert Patrick <laughs> more? Is that his name, Robert Patrick? Robert Patrick is more well known. Oh, as in um, uh, uh, oh God, I'm blank. T one thousand from yeah. is that who you're talking about? Remember, he was in yeah. Oh, he was. He was. Yes, yep, he was. Yep, of course, episode. he was. Robert Patrick or Billy D. Williams. <laughs> we we haven't had it well, yet, have we? Yeah, but, it, uh, he, that's, but that's that's a spoiler. We've not seen that episode. Oh, a spoiler! Lando Calrissian's in Lost. That's why he hasn't been in any of the newer Star Wars movies. Um, <laughs> he apparently was Simon Williams slash Wonder Man in a deleted scene of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <laughs> He's even if his scenes deleted in the movie. <laughs> Uh, and he played the. He was a voice cameo of Alien Prisoner in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow! Um, and all other movies he's done recently are voice direct to DVD movies. Oh, TV's Nathan. Poor Fillion. Nathan Fillion. He seems like a uh, nice I think, guy. I don't know. Maybe he's more recognisable than Robert Patrick these days. Oh, I mean, look. I think Robert Patrick kind of has just got the stigma of being the Terminator guy. Um, and then he was pretty successful, I guess, in the X-Files. But, I mean, I would argue Robert Patrick is, yeah, more well-known from being in a movie, whereas Nathan Fillion, I mean, even you were just like, oh, what movie's he been? <laughs> like, what is he, Serenity, Firefly, and the guy from Castle? That's basically Nathan Fillion in a in a nutshell, right? Um, Isn't he in something now? Um, he's in a TV show called The Rookie, main role, also executive <laughs> producer. <laughs> Oh, uh, he was also um, Jack Snicket in a series of unfortunate events, the TV one that they did of that. Um, he was in a lot of web series. Was he in um, Cynthia Watros gets lost? Oh, he was in the uh, 2012 web series called Neil's Puppet Dreams. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, Nathan, you've done it again. This... I think just. <laughs> Casey Cole, yeah. she just rocks. Yeah, I mean, they've had them. Um, but does TV's Nathan Fillion rank? Surely there's a top 10 lost guest stars list out there somewhere. Um, so anyway, um, he's there. He's trying to get it on with Kate. And according here to Lostpedia, they make love. Um, who came up with that, make love? That just, that just sounds so stupid. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Make love. Come on. What do you offer as a as a substitute? Yeah. Uh, no, I'd like to mildly create love. Um, 
<laughs> make like. Uh, I I don't know. It is quite weird. You're making love. Yeah. Are you making love? I feel like you're making a baby. <laughs> like what? Can you make love? I, yeah, unless the baby is called love, like uh, <laughs> make like, what do you make Noah? You uh, <laughs> is that what your parents did? I made Noah. Tom lost me. I I I feel like make. Make love sounds very sociopathic. Yeah. I'm going to create love with you now. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you do sound like the T1 now. <laughs> Have you seen this boy? Um. <laughs> <laughs> They're making a new Terminator. They are coming soon this year. Uh, Terminator month on the Oz Network, so stay tuned for that. You can be a part of it if you want to be. Robert Patrick is uh, the new Terminator. Is going to have my celebrity crush. In it. Oh, is that um, uh, Linda? Linda, <laughs> what's her name? Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's everyone's celebrity crush. Come on. Um, who's your no, celebrity crush? McKen- Mackenzie uh, Davis. Oh, the esteemed TV's Mackenzie Davis. She, she, oh, she, she's definitely TV. She's Canadian. She's, but she she's in uh, the Blade Runner and um, Terminator, so she's becoming movies, Mackenzie. Oh, she's not too bad. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed. Okay. Good, good for her. <laughs> TV <laughs> Mackenzie Davis. Um, she actually reminds me quite a bit of uh, Maggie Grace. I see it. I see it. Yep, yep. I love here. So I'm hoping that they play sisters in a film. <laughs> Twin sisters who discover their love for each other. <laughs> I didn't say that. Neither did I. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was in a movie called Breathe In, a romantic drama film. Um, looks a bit racy. Have you seen that one? Um, I'll add it to the It's got Guy Pearce in it. Australia's Guy Pearce. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have Australia's I Kimberly wish. Johnson or Joseph or whatever her name is in it? I know we're getting Grant Bowler, but I, I wish Guy Pearce was in Lost. Oh, Why can't he play Kate's husband? Uh, would you say Guy Pearce is like the movie version of Grant <laughs> Bowler? And like Grant Bowler is just the TV version of Guy <laughs> Pearce? <laughs> TV's Guy Pierce. <laughs> well, he started in Neighbours, didn't he? Guy Pierce, I don't know. Oh, everyone started in Neighbours at Home and Away. Come on. <laughs> Emily Durabham. <laughs> no, even Home and Maybe Away knew she, she wasn't good. You, you know you're a bad actor when Home and Away and Neighbours won't touch you. Um... Kimberly Joseph would be great on Home and Away. Uh, actually, I will say, Guy Pierce was in both Neighbours and Home and Away. <laughs> That's why he's made it to movies. He was in 496 episodes of Neighbours before being in 12 episodes of Home and Away before being in Snowy River, the McGregor saga. Um, and then he was in... You a, and McGregor? I love how he was in a TV series, an HBO miniseries called Mildred Pierce. Remember Mildred? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Mildred Pierce. Is that his mum? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, who knows? He was even in Halifax FP. Oh, good old Halifax FP. <laughs> Wait for our recaps of that to come when Serb watches them. Hey, we're through Murphy Brown yet. Don't don't knock Halifax FP before we get to 
<laughs> he was in all four episodes of Halifax. Didn't I keep trying to give you water rats one time when you came to my house or something like that? I was like, yeah, yeah, water rats. I'm like, I don't want water rats. Um, Grant Bowler was probably a water rat. Oh, Grant Bowler's in everything. You know, Alan Dale. <laughs> uh, Including golf. Oh, you know they have these like season four, lots of Australians. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It should be like six degrees of Alan Dale. Like he's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh Kate's getting married, she's having she's making love. Um and then it's, uh we find out that this is Kevin. Of course he's Kevin. Um <laughs> and she's sleeping with Monica. Um and we also, I should say, when she goes into the hotel, she's got a box and it's a veil. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen with this. Um, we later on see Kate. Would you, would you choose Monica, Phoebe, or, or, or the other one? Rachel, the Rachel most famous one, yeah. Okay. To make love with. <laughs> um, the other one. <laughs> the other one. Um, is this an, a legitimate question? Yeah. Uh,. Oh, that's a tough one. Probably kill, Rachel. Based... Kill, oh, kill, bang, ding, marry. marry. Um, uh, I would F Rachel. <laughs> I would marry Monica and mm. I would kill Phoebe. There's something alluring about Phoebe. Really? Phoebe's always been my least favourite of all of them. I don't dislike her, but like out of everyone, you know, I love Monica. Monica just... need to like someone to F someone. <laughs> True, been there, done that. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. this is how are we what are we into this episode like uh, seventeen minutes. When <laughs> I know you don't like this I flashback, think I would kill but... the other one. <laughs> Who would I kill the other one? Is that what you're saying? No, I would kill the other one. I Rachel. And you don't know Rachel's name, the most famous one. <laughs> she had a whole haircut named after in the nineties. Oh, the other one. <laughs> wow, you went to the hairdresser and got the other one. <laughs> Isn't Joey the most famous? No, well, I mean, I'd say Jennifer Anderson got the most famous out of it all, didn't she? I would kill Joey. Oh, why? What's wrong with Joey? (laughs) He's dumb. I I thought you didn't like Friends. I told you Netflix is very limited in (laughs) Korea. (laughs) There's a lot of episodes. Oh, God. Um, so I, I, meanwhile, while you're discussing Friends, I've uh, moved over to the uh, Kevin theories on Lostpedia. Um, the Casey... You're a total Ross. I'm a Ross. Oh, I, I like to think I'm a mixture between all three of them. I've got a lot of Chandler in me with the sarcasm. Come on. Where's your Joey? I have a fiancé. Uh, I eat sorry, food. Kevin theory. I'm dumb. I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kevin Theory. Um, yeah, the case in Tampa is the same as Sawyer's Tampa job. Could have arrested Sawyer, from what we know of Sawyer's Tampa job. From what we already know from Kevin on the episode, I do. Kevin tells Kate he's completed some IRs regarding the Tampa fugitive. His marriage with Kate is likely invalid, as she married him while under a fake <laughs> name. Oh, you don't say! <laughs> oh, that's a good theory. I know. Joey must <laughs> hope have they solved that one. That one. <laughs> Um, so Kate's getting married. Um, she has a nice moment with her mother-in-law. There's a locket involved. Oh, this woman is horrible. <laughs> There's a creepy bit with the priest who's all like, I've known Kevin since he's a little boy. Um, I will say it's like a little bit cheesy the way, 
uh, what does he say? Like, oh, and I can tell why he likes you because what you see is what you get. And you're so trustworthy. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> like... <laughs> That that's cringeworthy, but even more cringeworthy is then the like cliche. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> like, come on, um, really? You gotta you gotta admit though, she looks pretty good in the wedding dress. I I don't like her her like Monica hair. That I don't know if this is supposed to be a disguise or not, but. I don't do no. It doesn't work for her. I I want to I want to like. Maybe, I don't know, I'll say it now, because like, I'll forget to say it when I get back to him. But, like, is Kevin the dumbest cop in the world? Like, if, you know, he's an investigative, like, cop who's, you know, doing scam cases and that, and he doesn't know that he's marrying, like, this woman who's a freaking... Like, surely if you're a cop, you're going to background check someone when you start dating them, right? This is why this flashback is so dumb because it just raises so many questions and I don't mean questions as in like, oh, they never answered that, but just it makes all the characters seem like complete idiots because A, he's a cop (laughs) and you're right there. B, she's a fugitive on the run, like who murdered someone. You have to imagine her face is everywhere. Like it has to be like... Surely, how many fugitive murderers are on the run at the moment in the US? Like, if we Googled that, like, surely, like, there's no way. And then she's even more of an idiot because if you're on the run, you don't marry a cop. And I don't buy the whole, like, oh, I I fell for him. Like, I know she's trying to settle down on this stuff like that but it just makes her seem like the biggest idiot that deserves to get caught like i I lose all sympathy for kate here apparently according to an article from usa today in 2014 police are pursuing nearly seventy nine thousand fugitives in the u.s (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe i retract I thought you were going to say 79. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot we're talking about America here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've got a a list of... Marshall's very busy. Well, the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives um, as of October 2018. They can't even update this. Um, So... Uh, you've got Robert William Fisher, who is wanted for the 2001 murder of his wife, Mary, and their two children, um, Robert Jr. and Brittany, and then blowing up the house in which they lived. All right, there you go. This is legitimately Kate, and the number one most wanted person on the FBI's fugitive list. Wow, they did their research. Is he married to a cop? <laughs> He's married to a cop called Monica. Oh, there you go. He's married to Nathan Billion. <laughs> Um, that's crazy. We should try and find him. We we'll get him on the show. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Um, want to come on the show? We should interview. Him. Become one of those true crime podcasts. That way, we will get listeners. <laughs> Maybe we should just no, we'll get, we should switch gears. We need more listeners. We should just rebadge ourselves. Yours Network, True Crime. Just so people click on it, and by the time they get five minutes in and realize we're bullshitting, we've already got the listeners. <laughs> It didn't work last year when we tried to get Tom Cruise to sue us because we said he was gay. So let's just change tack. Yeah, we're a true crime podcast now, everybody. Um, Wait till our exclusive interview with Robert Fisher. <laughs> Coming up, Why number two, Alexis Flores, wanting for kidnapping, rape, and murder of his five-year-old, of 
of a oh. five-year-old? Oh, Irania de Jesus in Philadelphia in July 2000. He was deported to Honduras is- after serving prison time and is added to the list um, after deportation when his DNA was matched to the de Jesus crime. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh because it's quite sad. It is. But anyway. We won't interview him. Oh, there's a list here. list of Mexico's 37 most wanted drug lords. Uh, (laughs) Oh, here we go. U.S. Marshals' 15 most wanted fugitives. So this one here is like based on the U.S. Marshals chasing down Kate. So as of the, as of January 2019. Let's see. Is their crime worse or is it a worse crime or a better crime than Kate's? Well, you've got Raymond Abbott Bayerga, which doesn't say what they did. Um, <clears throat> David Bonnes wanted out of Pennington County, South Dakota, for the rape of his stepdaughter, beginning at the age of 12, continuing up to age 17. That's, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know, is rape yeah. worse than murder? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting it. Uh, Anthony and Seth... suddenly I feel very sad. Anthony Seth Burrows, wanted in connection with the 2000 murder of a 19-year-old man in Tuscan, Arizona. He's thought to have fled the US and maybe living in the Philippines. Um, lots of murders, basically. So, I mean, you know, similar to Kate. On par. Yep. So... Uh, Ruffo, John Ruffo, wasn't that that guy, that Australian um, Johnny Ruffo? He was an entertainer who got brain tumour. Um, I didn't realise he was wanted in the US um, for defrauding banks of US $350 million. Johnny Ruffo. We know where he is. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> he was on Home and Away. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yes, he, she, she's married a cop because why not? Um, They're all idiots. They're all idiots, apparently. Um, Like, Nathan Fillion's an idiot. The US Marshal's an idiot. Uh, He's not very good at his job. Um, So, anyway, they're married great. Um, According to Wikipedia, uh, Lostpedia, settling into a life of domestic bliss. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be our new mild flirting, domestic bliss. Domestic bliss. So... (laughs) So, basically... That's going to be a new reality show, isn't it? Domestic bliss. So, so essentially, Kate's out for Taco Tuesday night. Like, oh, I hope you like tacos. (laughs) And then goes and calls up Edward Mars on a payphone for the reason of what? Like, can you leave me alone? Okay, does this work in the world? If he doesn't know where she is, then... But but in what... Why do this? This is is like when they tell you in school. Like, I'm sure you were told, like, oh, if you're being bullied, look them in the eye and tell them, no, I don't like that. Like, in what (laughs) universe does a bully, like, I'm going to fucking bash the fucking shit out of you? No, please stop. And I'm like, oh, really? Fuck, I thought you liked that. Oh, mate, I'll stop. Like, fucking no. No. Stupid. Like, what world? This is why everyone's an idiot in this episode. But it's just it's just so funny, like, hi, look, I'm sorry I killed someone, but I'm married now. Please leave me alone. Oh, Kate, sorry, you explain it so well. Yeah, better go hunt that Fisher guy. Uh, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, what's she doing with the, the timer? I, think I didn't get that. That's basically because she probably knows how long it will take them to track her. So, like, when he basically... But then they... But don't they track her anyway? But I think, like, that's when she hears the bing. She's like, oh, shit, I've got 60 seconds before they can lock onto my single or so- signal or something. So, um, I don't know. 
Anyway, I just I like to think that the domestic bliss <laughs> scene is what Kate, uh, is what Evangeline Lilly was talking about when she said she had to do some uncomfortable scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping. So she, she's all like, everyone's taking it out of context. They're like, huh, in this interview, she said she had uncomfortable scenes in the first few episodes of season three. Oh, she was nude three times, and she's like gone back. Like, no, 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 you took that out of context. I was shopping for tacos. Like, that's sexist. I showing a woman d- shopping and making dinner. Domestic bliss. That's not me. Yes, I don't mind being nude. It's got tacos, please. Um. So, she is um, surprised. Kevin's bought her honeymoon tickets, which is great. Um, then she finds out she's not pregnant. She's sad. And then in the like, it's such a weird moment when she walks in on him and he's all like, oh, I'm hunting down like criminals or fugitives. And she's like, what if I told you I was a fugitive? And he's like, oh, don't joke. <laughs> and then turns <laughs> out she's drugged him. He passes out and she does a runner and that's it. <laughs> Nathan is so wasted in this episode. And you could add a laugh track to this and it would fit in. And what what happens if the drugs kicked in before she got to confess to him? She walks in, he's just lying on the ground. He's just about to find Fisher. Like he's just locked in. Is this this is the only oh, time we so have him, bad. isn't it? This is the only time we ever see him, right? Yes. So, like, I always thought there was like another scene where, like, she, he was chasing her or something. But the, I think the weird. Well, I want to know when Kate gets back as part of the Oceanic Six. Yeah. Surely, Ke- <laughs> surely Kevin's coming to knock. <laughs> and as a cop, like, again, is he just the worst cop ever? Because he wakes up and he's like, "Oh fuck, shit! Oh god, that." That bitch knocked me out. Oh, where'd she go? She did a runner. She's a fugitive. Ah, nah, no bother. No point checking after her. That was a nice day, a couple of months. Oh, well, back onto Tinder. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love all these flashbacks as well where it's like Kate says, my name's not Monica. <laughs> she, she said it in a bunch of different flashbacks. My name's not Phoebe. Like, every time. Yeah, all these people, like as you said, she's like, how famous is she with the Oceanic Six? Like, again, legitimately think <laughs> like, about this. If Malaysia... fame. The Malaysia flight turns up tomorrow, right? And there's six survivors. This is going to be like the biggest news story ever. And these are going to be the most famous people in the world. And yet in the world. Nathan Fillion in Tampa, Florida doesn't get the news. Maybe he never woke up. Yeah, maybe he's dead. Maybe she's killed another one. So why did she want him for that one then? Like she gets acquitted in court. Good character reference from Jack. Oh, FYI, you're also wanted for the murder of your ex-husband in Tampa, Florida. I love that we're talking about Eggtown, the episode, next season as well, because I have my issues with that Kate episode as well. You have issues with every Kate episode. I will say, like, they're actually not in Tampa, so they're in Miami, because you see, like, a shot of his cop car, it says Miami-Dade Police, and the most obvious way of pointing out that someone is from a city in the US is making them wear a t-shirt with that city's NBA team. Like, he's just sitting around in his Miami Heat t-shirt looking at case files. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's better than uh, Goldfinger, right? A plane flying past, welcome to Miami. Yeah. Miami's just one of these cities which just for some reason always needs to be pointed out like we get that next week don't we we're like oh we're in Miami opens the curtains we're always near the beach (laughs) 
Uh, Miami's having an identity like, why, why does Miami need so to try so hard to realise where they're from? We even had that in Nip Tuck, I remember, where they were like sitting on the couch like, oh, we're going to watch the Marlins play. Like, come on. Miami underestimates itself. I will say Florida does have shit sports teams, so maybe that's why they're trying to make them cool. Um, I don't think you've got anything else to say about this flashback, I'm guessing. Definitely not. <laughs> So um, I can't wait to find out more about Nathan Fillion. Oh, wait, he never comes back again. (laughs) (laughs) Then he moved on to the next TV show. (laughs) I love this. As soon as her husband passes out, Kate puts a locket that his mother had given her in his hand and goes on the run. So again, his mother-in-law, who's all like, oh, I only had sons and I never got to give this to my daughter. This would mean the world to me if you could wear this. She's just going to be like, oh, sweetie, what happened to that lovely wife of yours? Oh, she gave the locker back and did the run. Oh, that's okay. Fair enough. Move on to the next one. <laughs> and then she shows up on the TV with the Oceanics. There's Monica. <laughs> <laughs> no, her name's Kate. You're thinking of a different person, Mum. <laughs> Must just be her Did you notice the hair is very different? <laughs> and what happens in the future when she shows up as the wasp? Like <laughs> Monica? <laughs> Monica. <laughs> How is Nathan Fillion not in a Marvel film? <laughs> oh, he's, well he was. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. His scene was deleted. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> the deleted scene. <laughs> Poor Nathan Fillion. Um <laughs> Meanwhile, we're back on the... Can we just Such go back weird to the, cameo. the island weird stuff? Because can we just remember that last week we lost a dearly beloved member of the Lost Family? <laughs> <laughs> it's even funnier in this episode, Echo's death. Because literally, he's, he's credited as being in this episode. You don't even see his face. You see like an arm and a body and a sheet over the rest of him. It's just a black arm. <laughs> but like, the thing is, which I think is just hilarious about this whole episode, about the fact that like, you know, how many of our other main characters have died and we've had to deal with the ramifications a week later? Like, I honestly came into this week forgetting that he had died. I'm like, oh, that's right, Echo died last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally laughing out loud when they covered up just the arm. Like, well, there's Echo's arm, and Triple A gets credited in this episode. He got paid like him. fifty thousand dollars for his arm appearing in this episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just so funny when everyone else gets the funeral, and this is just. I know, no, we don't want to worry anyone. Well, that's like, how lazy is that, though? Because you're right, like, kind of like, they're all like, oh, no, we better not take him back to camp. People will get worried. There's too many deaths around here. Uh, in actual fact, there hasn't been a death in a while. Like, Did they, did they not tell anyone ever? <laughs> Where's Mr. Echo? Oh, just went out to find himself again. Building a church with the others. Oh, well, moving on. I like to think that they just never said anything and they've just buried him there and he's too big to carry back. And, and of course, Saeed is at every funeral that's ever been on the Lost Island. But he's not the one that gives the bad speech. It's locked this time. He's like, oh, Mr. Echo, I'm sorry I didn't believe in what you were thinking and hopefully you can find yourself this time. What does he say at the funeral? Like, your Jesus stick came <laughs> flying at me. <laughs> oh, but I love the fact, like, it just, it's just such a weird plot line because then all of a sudden, like, Locke's all like, oh, no, we better not worry anyone. Oh, well, I'm just going to get some shovels. And so he's like, I'm going to go with you. And then when they're, like, following, it's like, why don't you stop lying to me? Like, you're not really going back to the camp. 
<laughs> it amounts to nothing. It's like what? What did? What really killed him? I know you're lying. It's like you guys call it the monster. Um, and then when, when Locke says we're making a detour, what's the detour? What even is it? It's to to go and get the stick, right? Oh, is or that... is it the his necklace? Or oh, the necklace. Oh, because that's important. Uh, but then all Locke gives his terrible eulogy, and then as he's banging on the stick or whatever the hell it is, he just happens to see on the stick, "Lift up your eyes and look north." Um. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why that is so significant because there are literally things written next to it as well. There's no reason why that should be of any note at all. Like, if he had the stick turned around the other way, he would never have read that. I think it also says, like, oh, Charlie annoying the shit out of me. Wish he would shut up and build the church properly. Um, <laughs> people on this island are so rude. Every time I say hello, they don't say hello back. <laughs> like,. I also thought Anna Lucia had some potential, but I'm glad she was killed off in the end. <laughs> oh, I can't fucking stand this show. Gonna go play a crocodile in Suicide Squad. <laughs> Hawaii sucks balls, send me home. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Go at yourself, Damon. <laughs> Ian Summerholder won't leave us the fuck alone. Get over it, Boone. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm sad that Saeed was there, though, but he didn't give the slight... Because he really didn't know Echo very well. So I didn't it would have been know perfect. him. He didn't know he wasn't going to come to the island. But then I did get to know him. And he did come to the island. <laughs> we missed that. I never I'm said hello to, to anyone. But then Miss Echo came along and I said hello to people. You know, you know what's very funny is this might well be the last... The last funeral in Lost. Really? The last proper island funeral. Because hmm. after this, we've got Nikki and Paolo getting buried, but that's not really a funeral. That's creepy. Um, then Charlie kind of gets a bit robbed. And then after that, Locke's off the island, Jack's at the very end, uh, poor son of Jin and Saeed just and spoil Charlotte. Just everyone, by the way, again. Just, just warning you. <laughs> <laughs> So, after all these memorable funerals where all these events, something always happens at a funeral, at the end, this was the final island funeral. And rip all those characters. <laughs> just And we had all started with the Boonerall, and just because the Boonerall was the best. <laughs> I mean, the, the Boonerall cannot be topped, but I do like in season two. Because <laughs> yeah, as we established, I think last season something always happens at a funeral. Like you never just have a normal always. funeral. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, lots of deaths, and you know, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead—they all get kind of credit for like lots of deaths, but lost. Most people die. <laughs> well, isn't only like what four people live in the end or something? Well, four of the like original guys. Something like that. But they're all dead, Noah, in the church at the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a fun episode to talk about. All right, so we're on Hydra Island now. (laughs) This is where all the main stuff's happening this episode. (laughs) Um, Kate's in the cage. So is Sawyer. He's throwing rocks at it and says he knows how to get a damn fish biscuit. Um, (laughs) I still want that fish biscuit recipe online to actually work. Um, Jack's looking at notes and going through the x-rays and basically saying that it's borderline inoperable and um borderline goes away if we don't operate in a week and gives the whole cliche of you needed to be in surgery a week ago 
Um, but I do kind of like badass Jack here when he's kind of just like, you know, I just want to let you know how you die. I'm not going to help you. Um, come on, I have to out say here. You don't like of, that scene from Jack. I have to say there's a lot of whiny Jack in this episode, but also there is a lot of badass Jack. So it's kind of the, the spectrum of Jack here. Like, there's a lot where I'm like, really, Jack? And then this scene here is pretty badass. I do like the bit when, um, what does Ben say when he's like, I'm disappointed. And then he's just like, at least you won't be disappointed for long. <laughs> Drop yeah, mic. That's very Bondy end of Jack. Meanwhile, uh, Kate gets about to get dragged off to work from Danny. Sawyer's getting a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, what a bitch, Kate. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Like, had a, you had a day off. <laughs> she talked Daddy into making him not have a day off. <laughs> She's, she really—I feel so sorry for Kate this episode <laughs> because poor Noah's just ripping into her. But I agree with you. Like, but, fuck you, Kate. Like, I, I don't get why she does that. But also, on a side note, I don't get why Sawyer has a day off. Yeah. That's not really—he requested it. He went onto his time sheet and spoke to Danny. And like, oh, can I have today off? Please? Submitted. <laughs> um. But yes, basically, Kate's all like, we're a team. And it's like, okay, you're coming to work with me. Um, so we hear a compound breach happening while they're digging the rocks. And then uh, all of a sudden, Alex comes in and <laughs> just starts firing rocks at everybody. Um, <laughs> telling Kate and Sawyer oh, to go. It's so that's... random. Like, I know it sort of comes around eventually that there's sort of a point Next to week. her being here. But at the same time, it's like, okay, Alex, cool. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, but you have to think, people watching this had to wait 13 weeks, so at the time, it's just such a random, like, <laughs> compound breach, ding, 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 with all these rocks. Oh, there's that cuckoo Alex again, just running around like a mother, just randomly taking people out. <laughs> She's taking up after her mother a bit here. I do <laughs> like Alex, though. I like Alex. Um, She's okay. But, um... Yeah, but where is he? Where is he? And again, I'm like completely confused where her boyfriend is because I've watched the chronological lost and he gets shot and <laughs> like uh anyway, uh Alex gets taken away and then basically warns Sawyer and Kate not to believe them. Uh they're gonna kill your boyfriend just like they killed mine. Um So cool. Um Juliet comes along and um uh, asks Kate to put on a hood. Um, and then she gets dragged along to, uh, see, um, Jack and uh, she's been threatened that the Sawyer will get killed and, um, they have a nice little moment. I like the little moment where they smile <laughs> at each other and kind of, it's like, oh, it's nice. Mild smiling. <laughs> domestic bliss domestic brings out bliss. the smiles. <laughs> Mild domestic bliss. Uh, <laughs> if you knew I was mildly You'd know if I was domestically blissing you uh, um, This scene This is where I'm talking about jackass though. Oh why He's like He's got a right to he's react to this He's shouting he? his head off at her though Like get out <laughs> But he's got a right to I mean Jack. come on He's being manipulated yeah, but They've been hauled up in these cells. Like he doesn't have to tell her to get out. He can just say, "Oh, let's not talk about that. Let's just hang out." Like, no, get out, get her out of here. Oh no, I'm Team Jack here. I mean, he's like frustrated. Oh. He knows what they're doing against him. They're trying to manipulate exactly. him into, you know, doing this with Kate. Um, 
But yeah, she's basically saying like you have to do what they're asking you to do, otherwise they're gonna kill Sawyer. Um and uh Jack uh yeah yells off um and I yeah because is, is this where we see Ben watching them on the screens as well um creepy Ben yeah <laughs> but can I just say that like he just does so much in this episode without really saying much and again that's yeah, just Michael Emerson great eye acting oh creepy creepy guy um but so good. Um, Kate goes back to the cage and then, um, Sawyer is shoved in the cage as well. <laughs> I do kind of like Danny just being a dick to Sawyer. <laughs> um, Lots of dick Danny to Sawyer moments this episode. Dick Danny. Um, Kate tells, uh, Sawyer what's happening that she has to, uh, Jack has been asked to perform an operation on Ben. And this is one of those moments where you don't realize it. Yeah. Like he doesn't know who Ben is because he's like, who's Ben? He's like, oh, Henry, the man who mm. brought us here. So that's kind of like a nice little subtle moment, which, I mean, really, like, obviously the super fans would have picked up on that. Like, hey, he doesn't know who Ben is. But I kind of like the way they kind of keep that in there. Um, and then she essentially climbs out of a cage because she's getting all desperate and saying that they've got to escape because that Danny's going to kill him. She somehow breaks open a lock. They've got a pretty shitty padlock to the others. Uh, they can just be broken open with a quick little rock. Um, they, uh, basically, Sawyer refuses because this is when he tells Kate that they're actually on an island and uh, she's like, why didn't you tell me? Um, I do like some of the Sawyer lines though. So unless you're a mermaid or you got a boat. <laughs> she's like, well, actually, <laughs> Even in mermaid. dire time. <laughs> Ant-Man and the mermaid. Yeah. I'm a wasp though. I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I can fly. Shoot off. Quick rap jump off. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd shows up. <laughs> uh, what would some of Sawyer's nicknames be for Ant-Man? <laughs> What you doing there, small fry? Uh, <laughs> best I could come up with. Anyway, so then they um, start making out and they fuck. Uh, <laughs> Bear cage sex. Bear cage sex. Now, I put this... It'll be leading up to this moment. Well, I put this as a potential top five. Because, I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's been a long time coming and I think this is sort of, you know, a poignant moment at such. Like, I mean, I'm, there's going to be plenty of others to overtake this, but I'm just putting it out there into the lost universe yeah we can discuss it when the time comes it it's i'm guessing i'm trying to think but i guess it's the most iconic sex scene in lost Mm. um and it's referenced a lot we've referenced a lot i mean i'm beside boone and shannon of course oh absolutely um, come on yeah bear cage although in hindsight i have to say anna anna lulu and uh sawyer I'm more on that team when it comes to jungle sex. Yeah, I I'm not in the fact that I know we've discussed a lot about the the love quadrangle, I guess, with Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Juliet, and I'm always on the notion that um, Juliet and Jack should end up together, and Kate and Sawyer should end up together. That's kind of where I am. So to me, this is like, oh, finally, here they go. Um, but you know, it's pretty steamy with the whole locks and all that. Yeah. I don't mean lock. He wasn't there. <laughs> Locke's there watching. <laughs> you got to become one with They're the watching. island, Kate. No, you're not doing it right. <laughs> this isn't what I meant like to the, happen. I like to pretend that Locke, has got, his detour was to go back to the Pearl <laughs> and Saeed fixed the TV so that it was watching the bear cages. Circle jerking while they're watching it. <laughs> This is very entertaining, John. <laughs> Good detour. <laughs> Funny Nadia was here. Uh, 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. I didn't know Echo very well. <laughs> I've never had a circle uh. jerk before, but then I did, and now I am. <laughs> Uh, Bear Cage, it's memorable though. Um, and you know, uh, what's his face? Ben talked about if I was a betting man, and if I was a betting man, I would have said that Jack and Kate would have been the first to get it on. Yeah. Um, but Jack, Jack just in season two got a little, a little, a little grabby in a few scenes with Kate. Me too. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was referring yeah. to, but I guess I guess that was a turn off for her. Yeah. She likes to be on the run though. So <laughs> maybe not. Wanna get it on. It's not Nathan Philly on, so you know. Uh, I do like the um, I... Sawyer is much more of a catch than Nathan Philly. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, true. <laughs> I do like the uh the little bit the next morning though, when they're kind of like laying there and uh so- Sawyer Domestic says, bliss. Domestic bliss. <laughs> Hashtag domestic bliss. Um, you know, it's always like, oh, you know, did you mean it when you said you love me? Uh, when, you know, to get him from stopping beating me, she doesn't say anything and cuddles up to him and then he just says, I love you too. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Nice. But this is kind of the peak of Sawyer and Kate. It kind of goes away a lot mm. from here onwards, really. Which is a, it's just a shame because I said I, I I'm I'm on team Koya or Sate. <laughs> I just the love triangle is one of the dumbest parts of Lost, so I, it's part of the reason why I don't care much for this episode at all. I do uh, like Bear Cage scenes. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your Tinder profile. I that's, like Bear Cage that's, that's that's where uh, Tom needs to walk out and say, huh, it only took the bears two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you two. You're not my type. Uh, <laughs> 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 they're not bears. Um, <laughs> Jack, meanwhile, is uh, in his room just being Jack and... Then there's a weird intercom, and he's told... To... Where's the cartoon? Yeah, Jack's missing his cartoons. He wants his uh, sugar-frosted flakes and watching cartoons on a Saturday morning. Um... Can I just say, this intercom is just the weirdest, most random thing ever, and I do not understand at all. Well, even because is that Alex's voice when it says, like, try at the door? Um, and then he goes outside, basically, to leave, to go into a room where there's guns, and he just happens <laughs> to see the TV with Kate and Sawyer, uh, and I'll read this. What it says on Lostpedia, Kate and Sawyer cuddling post-coitus. Um, <laughs> I think Sheldon Cooper wrote this. Um, Didn't we read the Lostpedia page about sex? Yeah, there's a whole page about sex. Sawyer was just everywhere. Sawyer was the slut of Lost, basically. Um, but yeah, this is the point where you said, like, Ben... Uh, walks in, Jack holds a gun to him, and, you know, if I was a betting man, I would have said that you two would have come together. Um, And Jack then says he will do the surgery uh, only if you make sure that I get the hell off this island afterwards. Um, Juliet, we then see basically knocking out Ben. Um, Danny's up in the observation room with Tom, and um, he, what does he say, like, that Shepard wasn't on Jacob's list? Does he say that? Or does yeah, he say... So, so this is the first reference of Jacob in the entire series, and it's clear at this point they were aiming for an end date, mm-hmm. and they were shifting gears 
What doesn't really hold up is that Shepard was on Jacob's list. So mm. well, that's it what is I was the thinking. first mention of... of um, but we also know that Ben never actually communicated or never actually saw Jacob and that it was all through Richard and that perhaps there were multiple lists. So it can be kind of fansplained away. <laughs> But at the same time, it doesn't. If we're being real, it doesn't hold up completely. But yeah, first reference of Jacob. So the the show is shifting. Yeah, because I, I was kind of thinking like, well, hang on a minute. I thought he was on the list. So yeah, that's that's an interesting point you make there. <laughs> I mean, he becomes the new Stephen <laughs> Jacobs. So. For like five minutes. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, so yeah, so uh, Danny goes off. He's going to go kill Sawyer basically. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Jack decides to, uh, oopsie, cut a kidney sack. <laughs> then knocks out random nurse man. Um, oh, that poor guy. Uh, but yeah, what, what was your role in Lost, mate? Oh, I got knocked out by Jack in the operating room. <laughs> um, Why does he need to knock him out? I just, I just want to read here again what it says on Lostpedia. Uh, he orders Juliet to back away from the table. Tom is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom. Uh, not my time. I like Tom. I love Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so much better now. Download the MC Ganey interview via the Oz Network. Um, and so we find out here that um, Ben has an hour to live and he, ne- he demands that he has a walkie-talkie so that he can speak to Kate. Um, Sawyer is basically getting bashed to shit by Danny. Danny then grabs him out there and points a gun to him and we kind of get a big emotional standoff here. Um, and sort of Kate saying like, you know, fight, you got to fight back. And Sawyer, essentially, he's ready to die. Like, it's pretty full on. You're kind of like, holy shit. But then, of course, as he's about to shoot, we get the walkie-talkie come through. Uh, It's Tom. He's saying, you know, no, don't do anything. The doctor's going to kill Ben. And then we get this great scene when Jack, 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 I've really been in New Zealand for a long time. (laughs) That's what I'm calling him now. Uh, Jack tells Kate, uh, you got an hour head start. Uh, and when you're safe, to tell me the story that I told you the first day that we met, the day of the crash. Um, and then sort of Kate's crying, you know, I can't do it. I can't leave without you. Then we end with the iconic, damn it, Kate, run! <laughs> and then, boom, lost. Uh, I mean, for like an episode that you're not a fan of, like this closing is pretty epic. This is a top five moment that I'm, again, my second one that I was nominating for a top five moment. Yeah, I don't think it will make it, but it is really great. Um these bad episodes from these first six episodes do seem to do endings well. Like it's like they just wrote the endings and then worked around that. Um, yeah, this is really dramatic. And Sawyer has one of the best storylines in all of Lost, and is one of the best characters. And he lives at the end of it. But just imagine how dramatic it would have been if if Sawyer actually did get a shot. Like in a weird way, that would have been kind of an amazing moment, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Um, yeah, everything here with the story, tell me the story. I, I love a reference to, I love it when any show references the pilot. Is that a thing to love? No, I love I, it. I'm with you. I like sort of <laughs> random little continuity moments from past seasons. It always, oh, yeah, does good fan service. That's why I appreciate Lost because they would throw this stuff in and not every viewer would remember it, but it doesn't really ultimately matter. Um, but I like the idea that Kate doesn't doesn't remember the story. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, for Jack, it's a big memorable moment, but for her, it was just a, like a conversation that she doesn't remember. 
Um, you said, hello, my name is Jack. Damn it, Kate, run! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the her Sawyer and the poor, anything with Rain in Lost is going to be dramatic. And the fact they play life and death as well makes you think, oh, is he going to get shot? And no doubt the advertisements for this episode were probably like, one character will die. It's really like operating other number two or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the Johnny Diamond run is such a great end for this 13 week. These six episodes was probably the worst run in Lost history, but that really sets you up for when we come back in 13 weeks. Um, in a weird way, I do think episode seven should have been next week and then a 12-week break, 13-week break. I think episode seven kind of wraps up this Hydra Island story, but that's a great cliffhanger to end off. And, yeah, nothing but compliments for the last five minutes of this episode in the operating room and Sawyer and the rain and Derricate run. It's great. It yeah, it'd be an interesting thing if like Sawyer had died here. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad he didn't either. But I mean, it definitely would have been um, you know changed things up a little bit. Um, do we have any questions or answers here? I guess the question, first question is who's Jacob? Who is Jacob? Who is Jacob? <laughs> and I guess we don't answer that Why till Kate- a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Kate such an idiot? <laughs> Who is Nathan Fillion? Why is he in movies? <laughs> Why is it Nathan Fillion in movies? I'm totally putting that. <laughs> Why isn't Nathan Fillion in movies? Uh, who is Jacob is the main one. Yeah. Um, just, just I know we're backtracking here, but I don't get that you have one hour head start because the others could just chase her and stay with her the entire time. Yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, why automatic, like... Are they that loyal to Ben? Like, <laughs> like, oh, he's gonna kill the, he's gonna kill Ben. Okay, oh well, who's who's next in line? <laughs> oh, Tom was tearing up. Oh, Tom, I think he's got a bit of a crush on Ben. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. So no answers. Um, no. All right. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> buy it, rent it, bin it. What are you doing? <laughs> Again, the last five minutes I'm buying, like those five minutes are quality lost. Um, but the flashback is terrible. I've got nothing positive to say about the flashback at all. At least in the drug one, Terry O'Quinn gives an okay performance. But here, I've got nothing positive. Nathan Fillion is completely wasted as a terribly unmemorable character. They could have made this marriage plotline much more memorable and make Kate out to be less of an idiot and Kevin less of an idiot and the Marshal less of an idiot. Although I do like the Marshal. We didn't talk about him much this week, but always great to see him. Um, <laughs> I, again, if you binge watch these six episodes, they're fine, but I, I hate to be such a... a uh, oh, no. What's the characters in this show starting with D? I hate to be such a... Dune. I, don't, I hate to be such a Debbie Downer, but, yeah, I'm going to be in this episode. Aww. Aww. The, the, unless it's the last part. The Echo Funeral, all the stuff that happens before that. Bear Cage Sex is good and nearly upset in the last five minutes. So I'd say it's a high bin. It's on the, on, it's on the edge of rent. But I was just looking at the clock through this entire episode. It's yeah, been can't wait for next week. 
I'm on the edge of being... Um, you're going to hate me then. I'm doing ben, this. I'm Ben. I'm going to buy it. I am. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the lowest buy that I've had. Um, I will say that. Oh, oh. Um, the lowest buy previously was Hearts and Minds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, two that I've been. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I didn't find myself looking at the clock the way through. Like yeah, I agree. The the flashbacks weak, but I don't necessarily dislike it that that much. It is pointless, but I would by far watch this over the lock one from a few weeks ago. Um, and yeah, Bear Cage Sex is great. The last five minutes is so good. I think it holds it up enough and you just have to randomly forget that there's Mr. Echo laying on her ground. His arms being seen. So I just enjoy all the Jack and Kate and Sawyer stuff in this episode. So I am going to low buy it. I'm sorry, but I'm Ben. I'm dumb. I like dying another day. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on my business card now. Ben, I like dying another day. <laughs> I like die another day in domestic please. <laughs> the, um, the flashback bring it down to a a rent. No, I think the the good stuff outweighs the bad enough that I can put it in the low buy. So yeah. Okay. Next and where week, did you rank? Oh, where did I rank it? Where did I rank it? Um, well. Considering I've also ranked next week as well, so I've ranked a total of 56 episodes, this is at 27 out of 56. Just on the halfway point. (laughs) So I found uh, my ranking that (laughs) I I did maybe two... I'm going to say three years ago after a rewatch. Do you want to guess out of 111 episodes combining the two-parters where I do... Like 104 Oh, so close. 102. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Maybe I would up it a bit. Um, it's just below whatever the case may be. Oh. And hearts and minds. Oh. <laughs> and at 96, what Kate did. Oh. And uh, at 106, born to run. Another oh, Kate. Kate. And uh, and 105, what Kate does. And 103, left behind. Another Kate. <laughs> Hashtag Noah hates Kate. Uh, oh, but I actually ranked every man for himself 108. <laughs> oh, so I've changed my opinion on that. Okay. And where did I rank further instruction? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. 107. <laughs> so I, in, in the bottom 10 episodes of all time, when I ranked this three years ago, I put like three of the episodes from these last six in the. And yet in my bottom five, I've only got one of them in there at the moment, and that's further instructions. (laughs) Rightfully so. Mind you, though, I've only ranked 56. I haven't ranked all 111 yet, so... um, What is your bottom one? uh, Fire plus water. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then Dave, then further instructions, then homecoming, then the hunting party, the five that I've binned, so... (laughs) Dave. Not good. (laughs) <laughs> next week I'm Noah I put, oh I put a tale of two cities at 36 oh wow okay it's a bit hard so were you when you ranked it apparently um we're not in Portland next week did you know that <laughs> not in Miami not in because <laughs> Noah oh, goes in Miami there. the episode should be cool um it's a Juliet flashback I like Juliet I think it's a great episode uh what's your thoughts on it 
Yeah, finally, after a 13-week break, we're into something fresh, thank God. Uh, the season really hits momentum now, going forward, except for episode 9 and a few other ones. Um, but we've got some good stuff coming now, so if people think we're just fully negative on season 3, it's not true. Um, not in Portland is a great episode, I think, because every, every time you introduce new characters and give their backstory, it's going to be more interesting than Kate getting married or... Lock pushing dope. So, um, yeah, I've always enjoyed Not in Portland. It's not the greatest episode of Lost of all time, but it's definitely the momentum that this season needs and gets pretty dramatic in there at times. So, again, like Kate, I'm not a big Juliet fan, but I do like some of her episodes. So, uh, if you're going to listen to us next week and you're living in Portland, don't be in Portland when you listen to us because you're not allowed to be in Portland when you listen to us. Uh, in the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the relevant channels, and uh, send us some feedback. We'd love to know what you think. Of course, you can do that on Facebook. You can email us, Network at hotmail.com. You can head to the website, theoznetwork.net, and click on the contact button. Or you can knock on Noah's house. I've got his address now in Korea. I'll send it to you if you message me. Um, Unless you're Fisher. Yes. Well, well, we can interview you next week again for the True Crime Podcast coming soon to the Old <laughs> Network. Uh, but in the meantime, this has been I Do. My name is Ben, and ah, oh, sweetheart, you're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And my name is Noah, and I'm coming to you post-coitus. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.